No, that Ferrari guy does not hate you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Car Side Chat. It's been a week off, um, and I've continued to do other stuff, but I have not done this stuff yet. So, uh, I am your host, Primo. Let me make sure I got that up there. <laughs> I worked hard in this stuff, man. I got to get it, make it look good. Um, but yeah, that's the thing is, is we were off for a week. We had, I hope everybody had a great holiday season. Uh, we had an incredible one. I got a very cool, like, Pro-level camera, ready to film a movie, I guess. So, but yeah, there was other things that went on. I, that's, I was supposed to be doing something. I was hoping to have some kind of production thing up yesterday. And I, I we just didn't have time to do it. So, um, I actually had, I, I'm going to put it like this. I had a procedure done on my nose, not plastic surgery, because you can't fix ugly. But um, I did have something done. It's supposed to be able to help me breathe better. I don't know if people maybe can notice that I do sound a little nasally when I talk and it's not how I've always been. So it's something that I just developed over time. And that's the thing is, is we tested for allergies and everything and it just wasn't what it was. So they did this procedure and that was over a year ago and it really hasn't done what it needed to do. So I basically, I keep getting sick in a time where everybody out there is getting sick. So people look at me like I'm weird because they're like, Oh, are you sick? And I'm like, well, no, cause I'm not. But, um, that's the weird thing is everybody around me is getting sick. So <laughs> I don't get it, but, uh, yeah, that's the thing is, is we got this thing going. I want to, I, that's the thing I want to get back into this. I usually do these one take things and we have some really cool discussions and I want to be, uh, back to that. I want to be able to have that thing where I can just bust this stuff out really quick and get a video out to you guys so you can see it and, uh, and really like it. So that's the intention today. So like I said, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to hit the bell icon. And uh, yeah, you don't want to miss anything else we have coming out. We have, that's the other cool thing about this year is we have so much stuff going on. Uh, it's, we're coming to this new year. I, I don't need to make resolutions. This stuff is making itself for me. I don't, I'm on this wagon and it keeps getting worse. The more stuff that we bring up, the more these people want to jump on and and get something going so we have already have basically three or four events right now that are already pretty much stamped and solidified that are going to happen uh that we're going to be filming and covering hopefully you'll be able to attend it um if you're able to attend it that's great if not um that's the thing is like i said it's going to be something i want to film on the channel like i said i got this new camera for for this season so it's going to be a big deal I'm, I'm kind of excited about it for those of you who are on the podcast side of it obviously go over to, we're doing it on youtube i don't know if i'm going to do something on rumble we're trying to work on that right now um i just want to make sure everything if we do it we do it right and that's the only way i'm going to do it but uh, the thing is, is those show coverage things are definitely video oriented. They're very visual. So um, I appreciate you being on the podcast, but don't forget to hit, go over to YouTube and check those out because there are things that you're not going to miss. We just did a huge review and unboxing on a Daytona SS Rolex, which was incredible. And just being able to have the opportunity for my, my friend Damien, thank you again uh, for letting us do this. This is not the last time he's going to help. So, I mean, he's just been 
really forthcoming with stuff. He's helped me a long time and been kind of in, integral in the career that I have right now that's brought me to where I am. So uh big shout out to him. And uh, that's the thing is, like I said, it's, it's not the last time. I'm hoping you guys can actually get to see him at some point because he's, he's good at dodging that the, the video camera. So his skills are amazing. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, more of that, we're going to see anything we can get our hands on. We're going to cover it there. But like I said, it's, if you're on the podcast side of it, that's stuff that you're not going to be able to see because it's visual. So, uh, so yeah, that's okay. If you, if, if you have that side of it, uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on those things like Spotify, Apple, Google, we're everywhere that, that you can probably listen to it. And that's what we did this for. It's what car side chat is all about. And uh, hopefully at some point the weather will get good and we'll be out next to a car again, having some more good conversations. And I don't know, maybe we'll add to it. Maybe we'll just stick in the studio. Who knows? But anyway, so today's topic was, there's a lot of times I hear people say, and I'm going to use the, the inappropriate wording that I hear is that people say Ferrari guys are douches that they're just, you know, and that's, something that encompasses kind of all the exotic cars out there uh but it's something that is it, it's it, it's not right it's just something that people get approachable by and there's a lot of reasons that people make mistakes of why they think that ferrari guys are not friendly or they're just mean or maybe they're rude or they have bad attitudes or however you want to put it it's something that a lot of people don't attach to this stuff but while i'm having this happen a lot of people will come to me and say, hey, you know what? How do I get in on this gig about, you know, being around exotic cars all the time or supercars or big and luxury cars or all this stuff? And I go, it really is an attitude. It's the difference between, I don't know how to explain it in a way that's like you can pull it all together, but to say that you just have to be or try to be a better person and try to get to that next level. And part of this conversation right now we're having is because of that if I, if you want to continue to find people out there that are better people and the better cars that they're associated with there's going to be a, a level of attitude change that has to happen it's something that happened to me even though i thought i had it all figured out um i had to learn it other people had to learn it people who i've worked with had to learn it. even people that bought their first car had to learn it now the crazy thing is is there's some people that just never learn it there are people who actually own exotic cars that today don't fit in the exotic community and usually it's because they have very bad attitudes or the attitudes that they thought exotic car, car owners had they got into it and, and adhered to it and none of it's accurate so what ends up happening is the guys out there that are real owners that are real real people um they they end up getting ousted so like i said is it something you can listen to it or you cannot listen to it it's up to you so if you like it hit the like button if you didn't learn anything you hate the idea of what i'm talking about and you just never want to learn just you can downvote that's fine too um so but the real obviously this is encompassing everybody not just ferrari guys but the reason that we bring up ferrari guys is the the reality is that the ferrari guys are prolific ferrari guys will go out to regular events they'll go to different things that are just regular friendly there's a lot of ferraris out there in comparison to some of the other cars and it's something that's been kind of you know it, it goes to that stigma level you'd see porsches today but then you see like anything from the 944 guy that didn't spend probably a lot of money on his car versus a you know 911 gt3 guy that did spend a lot but porsches are are have always been assigned to that thinking process of being enthusiasts so people don't take them the same Ferrari guys they are seen as kind of the money guys so and because of them being more common if you will uh it's a it's it's a bigger opportunity to kind of assign it to that but the other thing is is that they go to events 
And that's something that you may not see with some of these other cars out there. Like, in other words, if you have a big rare collector exotic car that's worth millions of dollars, you probably won't show up to a regular car show versus you, know, you have a $200,000 Ferrari or an old Dino or something like that. Um, it's something that you would say, hey, let's go to a car show and show it off. It, it happens. So that's the thing is, is I need to say this is first the thinking that you have that they are they're rude and that they don't want to talk to you and that they don't like you first of all is completely wrong they are for the most part the friendliest people some of the friendliest people you're ever going to meet in your life if you get a chance to talk to a Ferrari guy correctly um, and it's just like anything if you come up to somebody who owns a DeLorean and you talk to them the wrong way you're probably going to get the same kind of attitude it just isn't assigned to them the same way um, if you go up to a guy with a low rider and you start saying the wrong things or a hot rod and you start saying the wrong things, or you go up to somebody that and you have a bad attitude when you walk right up to them. And that's the thing that happens is <clears throat> a lot of times we'll go to somebody and we'll have a pre diagnosed thinking of how they're going to think. And it's why we have, we start that we're looking for the problem right out of the gate. So if I'm looking for something with somebody who is, let's say has a, a 59 Mercury or something like that. And you walk up to that guy and you, I think this guy is probably going to be pretty friendly. But if you walk up to somebody who has a very, very, very well done car, that's been show winning quality, you might have a little bit of aloofness to it, but the expectation is is that that guy is going to be friendly, and if they're not friendly, you're kind of walking away, kind of shocked. That doesn't happen a lot of times when people that I deal with deal with my exotic-oriented Ferrari friends. They'll walk up and we'll talk or something, and the person comes up and they immediately look at them and say, hey, that guy just didn't like me, gave me the, the wrong look. And Okay, if you come to that position <laughs> right out of the gate, Yes, you're going to see, if you're looking for bad things, bad things will find you. And that's just the way it is. But the reality is, is every time I've gone to, I'd go to the concourse events and the Ferrari guys that had, knew a lot about the cars. Uh, I'm not by any way a um, aficionado at them. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I have to learn. But the way I'd learned is I said, hey, you guys know the info. I don't. You want to sit down and talk and just kind of get it out. And that's where they talk about the cars. They they give me some of the history. And that's the thing is, is you normally sit down at a car show and you sit down and guys don't have any kind of drinks or any of that kind of stuff. When you sat down with these guys, it was cigars and wine and whatever. And they shared on a different level. It was so cool to be able to sit down with somebody that can just, you know, be so open about their car, other cars. And that's the thing is, is like, there's a, there's kind of a fight between Ferrari and Lamborghini. So that was a, that was kind of a tension mark. Cause I was the Lambo guy. They were the Ferrari guy. Um, and that was where we sat down they were like, you know, I was like, well, I'm the Lambo guy and they're like, yeah, hey, nobody's perfect. So, uh, but that was, they, they didn't sit there and say, no, you can't sit down. I don't think they'd have said that to anybody, but that's the thing. I came to the table genuinely interested in what they were selling and, and invested in the product that they liked. Um, and that was, I genuinely wanted to learn and my, I had a very open mind to it. And that's why they just said, Hey, come in, sit down. And you know, that's, that's why you got a glass of wine. That's why you got, do you want a cigar? Do you want this? You know, there was an attachment there that kind of said, you know, this is a deep, deep pool. It's not just something that's very topical. We're going to sit down and talk about, you know, one thing or the other. Uh, and this is something that does happen, and I'm I'm just going to say it like this. It happens with every kind of car club that if you're genuinely interested in a certain kind of car and those guys are the top-tier guys, you're going to see that. 
But like we said, a lot of people get into this and they immediately think that guy's this way or they're they're pompous or they're, you know, uh, like we can use that word again, douchey. Everybody used the word douchey before. I didn't make that. Somebody else did. <laughs> but so the other problem with this is that what Ferrari has is one of the most recognized products out there. It's something that people do, like we were saying with the Porsche versus uh, Lambo. Lambo guys, you kind of see them as rare. So uh, the, the desire is more to see the car than to see the person. So people assign to that quicker. But with the Ferrari guy, the Ferrari guy may park and have a chair and sit down next to his chair. And they have, you got to realize that the Ferrari guys have a long drawn out history. They, uh, Marinello first car, 1947, I believe. Um, it, it has a long history that is very linked to its owner, which was Enzo Ferrari, the guy that, that actually made it. And that's a long and prestigious race history. And, the people that usually drive these cars that are really the car guys of the groups, the guys that will actually come out to shows and share their cars with you, they're wholly aware of this history. They have been vested in it from the day that they purchased their car till now. Um, many of them are going to own multiple cars or have a desire to own multiple cars. I've been in groups where they repair their own cars. Uh, the, these guys are very, you know, and the other thing too is, is that with that history, you're going to have people that want to get on board with something, not because they're genuinely interested in the history, but because they just want to hang out with Ferrari guys. Um, so there's, that's the thing is, is there's just, I want to say that is it's a very, they, they have to be aloof. You have to be kind of head on the swivel kind of thing of knowing who's going to be friends with you. And are they friends with you for your car or are they friends with you because they are genuinely wanting to be friends with you? Um, so that's the thing is, is if you are, if you're just a Ferrari guy and you just, Hey, I just like fast cars and expensive cars and Ferrari is on your, your list, then by all means go out and say hello to the cars, take the pictures of the cars, go out and share the stuff. They're going to love those just like anybody else. Um, but that's the thing is, is don't try to be fake. Don't try to get invested in this or try to, you know, know something that you don't know. And that's something that we're going to address a little bit, a little bit later. And that goes into the next thing is owning a Ferrari or owning any kind of exotic car is like being a celebrity. You have this, this people are, are sometimes naturally attracted and they're sometimes naturally averse. So the idea of being creepy comes from that celebrity mindset of there's somebody that's sitting on the other side, taking pictures of your car and you don't know what's going on. You don't have control or understanding. It's, when I go to a car show and there's somebody taking pictures of VIN numbers because they want to link up cars or know where cars are and do all these things, it's something that you don't get in any other kind of um, society out there. It's not something that, that you can become accustomed to. How many times have you gone to a car show and had people that wanted to open the doors to your car and sit in your car? That just doesn't happen anyplace else. And it happens to these guys all the time. So, that's the thing is, is some of this aloofness really is based on the idea of being able to say, hey, I, I, what is this guy here for? So, excuse me, you do want to have this kind of distance, if you will. So you kind of have this buffer zone. Um, and that's the thing is, is you want to, people have to kind of earn their place in it. Um, and that's, that's the thing is, is it comes to the basis of idea of owning a Ferrari to own a Ferrari. You have to, to buy a Ferrari, you have to own a Ferrari. And that's the crazy thing about it. You have to have history with Ferrari to be part of buying a Ferrari. So these guys actually earned their position in what they did, not just from their business, 
uh, or what they do for a living, but also because they had to invest in the society that they're a part of. And that's something that you don't like, like with Lamborghini, you, you get the money, go up and buy the car and you're good to roll. If you don't, I've, I never owned a Porsche before I bought my first one. I didn't, it just was what it was. Um, and I had, it was, you were part of a community. You were part of a, the enthusiast. And that's the thing was with the Porsche guys, you got the, you got the stamp before you started. And, and all you had to do was buy the car and it, it did bring a certain level of, of people with it. Um, so there was a lot to that with the Ferrari brand that does seem a little different. So the other thing I want to bring back and that's something that I wanted to say that was that we brought up before was the word professional. So a lot of people look at me and say, well, that guy's doing this, but we said he was going to come over to our show and he didn't come to our show before or come to it after he just came to the one thing and that was it. Um, you have to understand that being a person that can buy a 200 plus thousand dollar car, it takes a certain mindset to do that. So for me, for instance, I do a lot of work. I don't stop working. I have a very positive mentality. I have to keep that constantly because of the people that I work with. You, you, you run into problems all the time. So you have to keep that positive mindset. And that's something that a, a Ferrari guy, for instance, would need to do to be able to continue to, to upkeep his car. They, they, if you're the kind of person that's going to keep your car clean all the time, if you're going to keep up with maintenance, if you're going to keep up with all this other stuff that your car is going to entail, you're going to have to have a different kind of mindset than a lot of people have. And the big thing about that is, is we, a lot of people don't have time. And this is something that I've shared with them. They don't have time for drama events. They don't have time to spend in parking lots somewhere, just hanging out with people. There, there has to be some sort of, and I use the word volume to what they're doing. So if you say, Hey, I want you to come down and park in the parking lot and talk. Uh, what's the value of the conversation that I'm having? I know that seems, sometimes it seems really shallow, but that it's very important to think about that. So let's say you went to your job all day and they said, you know what, today you might make $2 and tomorrow you might make 27 It's probably not a job you're going to keep. It's probably not something you're going to do on a regular basis. If you went to one event and um, with the car show world, if you went into a car show and one was broken up by the cops and, and the person running it didn't have the right attitude and always was just, you know, everybody were leaving um, and then kind of treat everybody like their own personal swimming pool, you probably wouldn't like it very much. Uh, and that's the thing is, is a lot of these guys, especially the older guys that have been in the, the car community for such a long time can relate to is, is they very, you very much pick and choose the events that you go to. And that's the thing is, is, uh, a person who owns a Ferrari doesn't want to get it dinged up. They don't want somebody that's going to sit in the seat. They don't want somebody that's going to not appreciate it the way they appreciate it. And unlike uh, some guys that will say, you know, I, there's certain events that I'm not going to go to because there might be something bad that happens. They're going to be even more selective. They're going to say, I didn't show up to that event because I'm not sure what's going on. It doesn't mean your event's bad. You could run a very tight ship with probably one of the best things out there filled with tons of luxury cars. Uh, but that's the thing is, is look about if everybody that ever says to me, I run an event that's, that's, that can cater to exotic cars. I always say, but what's the butts? What, what are the things that you can't, you haven't done yet? What is the things that, you know, might have be questionable? And they, sometimes they'll start off with nothing. And then the more you dig, the more you find little things that, well, people did burnouts. We had to stop them from doing burnouts. We had to, you know, the cops showed up once or twice or something like that, or they, 
And those are all things that are going to stop you. If you had an event where the people that showed up are, are just, you know, not sure about what type of person showed up. Um, it's something that a person that, that has doubts is going to immediately be like, I'm not going to that. And who can blame them? You know, there's a lot of times that I don't go to events that I want to go to the events that I think are good, uh, because I'm not the guy that ran it, wasn't communicating with me or the, the people that are going to show, I don't know who's showing up or I mean, even stupid stuff. Like I, I was, people will ask me all the time to promote their, and you're going to laugh at this one too. People, uh, tell me all the time. I want you at the event. Help me promote the event is what it was. So help me promote it. Help me run it. And then we find out that it's a registered event and that's why they want it. In other words, they want to collect stuff for the registered people. They want to know who in the community is who. Uh, and then after I've done all this work, I look over and I say, okay, so where's my spot in the show? And they're like, oh, uh, we, we didn't make one for you. So you're telling me I helped promote the show. I got all these people that went to it. Not saying that I got more than like there's guys out there that have been. You, you're going to get way more people than me because you've done this for longer than in that specific community. Sure. But I got a lot of you guys into it and I did a lot of promotion to make sure that your show looked good. And you didn't save me a spot. Do you think I'm going back to that? So and that's that's where you get somebody like that owns a Ferrari or owns a, an exotic car and and they don't want to play games that stuff is stupid you're you I, you're just here because you have a car then it's not here for you for you because we want you there we just want that car there and then that's the stamp and and everything is golden and that's just the wrong mindset you're not you're not going to last very long in in any kind of community like that that you're going to be treating people where they're just literally a paperweight or or they're you know front row whatever and you know i showed up with my car and I did all that stuff and everything's cool, right? And now, y'all, you're going to come to the next one because now you came to the first one. No, there's there's more to it. So that's that's kind of that. Now I want to get into something that's a little more on point. This is what I run into 90% of, 99% of the time. And the word is jealousy. There's a, an old story of a fox that it's um, Aesop's tale where there's a fox that would jump up and try to get this... Uh, this perfect grape. So he had this grape was hanging off the vine and the fox was on the ground. He would jump up and he tried to get it, continued to try to jump and jump and jump. And then finally he jumped as hard as he could and he just couldn't get the grape. So instead of continuing to find out how to get the grape or do whatever, he gave up and he walked away. And as he walked away, he said it was probably sour anyway. Now, when it comes to the moral of that story, it's easier to insult something we can't obtain than it is to actually fight to get it or take that next step. Um, and the, the, the actual Aesop's tale was, is only a fool can despise what he cannot get. Um, and that's, that's the thing is, is there's a lot of people out there and I know them genuinely that'll look over and say, uh, you know what? I don't, I can't attain that car and I don't think I could earn that friendship. And therefore the friendship probably sucked anyway. So it's just easier for a lot of people to justify to themselves that they don't need to put the work in. It's just easier to say, say you know what, that relationship sucked and it's never going to be anything. Therefore, it, it probably was going to be a bad relationship anyway. Uh, and that, I think, is the biggest loss that we have when it comes to this type of car thinking when it comes to our community. The amount of friendships and long-lasting stuff that I've gotten from this community cannot be understated i didn't come into this to 
hang out with fast cars. I said it from day one that I came in that I didn't want to see the cars. I wanted to see the people. And that has been the most rewarding thing of all. Now, there's a little thing there that I have to add because it's something that I learned secondary to this. Um, and the thing is, is when you hang out with great thinkers, it's just going to come off is that there's a, a positive speaker that said, basically, if you, you know, see who your friends are and your friends see how your friends are and you're going to see what your future is going to be like. And that is so true. So what I learned as I came into this community and started to be friends with everybody is I started learning that there were people that had difficulties that guys that had, let's say it was for our guys, for instance, it's a great example, would look at people and say, you came here with the right intentions, with the right attitude, with the right thinking, but this is a car that you can't currently obtain. So you've been jumping at grapes and you can't get it, but you're willing to put in the work to get it. And what we found was is that they were actually helping people with a positive mindset that it took to help them in their lives move forward. Now, does that mean that the guys that, that came through that were actually genuine people that they all ended up buying Ferraris? No, of course not. Not everybody is going to make that. But if you hang around people who have a positive attitude, you're going to start developing a positive attitude. You're going to see that with a lot of stuff that I do now. It's just it's been permeated me so much that I can't see the negative in things. And even when negative things happen, I learn, you, you gotta learn to laugh at it. Like I'll say something like, you know, is that, is that party going to be fun? And I'd look over and say, well, I mean, maybe we'll see. And then, and you laugh. And that last thing that, that is so key there is you add the smile to it because you realize that sure, that party may not be what you want it to be, but the party is going to be what you bring to the party. And that is so true of this community. When you go up to somebody who owns a Ferrari and you go up looking for that problem, you're going to walk away with a problem. You're looking for it. But if you walk up and you say, man, this guy has something cool and he is just as important here as anybody else here that's part of this car community. And you don't walk up to him just because of the car. You walk up to genuinely be interested in, you know, oh, that's a 458 or is that a 488 or you know, what's the difference between this and the F8? Um, you start asking questions and you're genuinely interested in knowing the differences and maybe have enough tertiary information that you can have this conversation. You're going to find somebody that's going to be instantly talking to you. They're going to instantly want to invest. That's why they're at a car show. If they weren't into cars and they weren't a car guy, they wouldn't have shown up to share the thing that they bought to make it to the next level. And that's what I find funny because you have these guys that would show up for cars with 360s and I nobody could talk to them. They'd have all these awful relationships with them. And I'd walk up and I'd be, you know, that 360, it's it's a tail happy car. Have you found that's true of yours? Or, you know, is there is there something that you got around to it? Or or was, you know, is this your first car? Is this your first exotic? You know, where did you come from? What are you doing with it? All this stuff. What got you into cars? <clears throat> these questions that you bring from it, those are key those are questions that are part that i would ask anybody that i'd ask the hot rod guy that i would ask those you know because i went in with the the inclination that they weren't any different than anybody else like and that's to be honest let's if today if you bought a ferrari f355 you would spend less money than if than if you bought a toyota supra but for some reason if you have that ferrari logo on it there's just it's considered a different kind of car i'm never going to understand it but 
it's how it is and i know human nature and that's just you know what you're going to run into so so yeah so if you get into this and just kind of think of those regular people regular cars regular things you're going to see a lot different kind of of things that are happening you're going to see people that are genuinely interested and i find that so the thing that gets me too and to get off the ferrari guys mclaren guys all enthusiast dudes all some of the friendliest people you can ever meet in your life it is so crazy how they're gonna it's gonna be something that's gonna come down the pipe at some point and somebody's gonna look over and say you remember the mclaren guys yeah okay well they came to all the car shows they did everything they didn't care they just they don't <laughs> they're just a different breed of person that and i always want to say this they're the same level of enthusiast just with more money and maybe they didn't have time to do their car up while you had time to turn the wrench and make it. And, and we could have that argument down the road of saying, you know, what's better built or bought. Uh, but that's if you can, who, what's the difference? You know, really, if you're spending the, the money, it all really equates to how much you're spending here or down the road and how much time you have to dedicate to it. Some people, I have to pay the bills and I have to get my, my family set. So, you know, I'm going to dedicate to doing that. So you you get you get to choose your fights and some people are going to have one fight and some people are going to have another i don't want to say one's better than the other because there are some rich guys i know that would rather buy that old mercury and in some respects i think i'd probably agree with them you know because that car looks so much cooler uh and maybe it's a car i can't i don't have time to upkeep it you know so i have the cars that i have i i don't have time to upkeep the car shut stuff i have right now so it is what it is but uh but yeah that's the thing is is less judgment more looking for the positive. So if you can continue to get to an end of a conversation, even if it's negative, and try to find the positive in everybody, you're probably going to have a lot better time uh, getting that grape. So the last thing, and I, this cannot be overstated, and it usually is, some of the things that we just went over were conversation starters. So if you had a conversation with somebody, you said, hey, how, how does this work? How does this do? How does it, you know, hey, how's this, you know, whatever. You're going to have conversations, and those conversations usually entail having at least a, a little bit of rudimentary knowledge of the conversation that you're going to be in. If you're vested in something, you're going to have vested interest, and that vested interest is what is going to be the key to any kind of conversation you start with anybody. If I go up to somebody and I have know nothing about Ferrari, but I'm genuinely interested in the money part of it or all this other stuff, I'm going to go up and I'm probably going to ask a pretty stupid question. So here's my thing. Take two seconds to actually be vested in the conversation. In other words, check the box. Hey, you know, what makes a Ferrari a Ferrari? What about the history that went into it? What about uh, the cars that they've had over time? What about the records that they've hold? their racing history, the heritage, the 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 downfalls that they've had the 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 bumps in the road i mean the overproduced testarossa for instance or you know what about the 2009s and 2010s when we just had too many 430s out there for sale and you know how how they're meshing with maserati and ferrari those are solid conversations pieces that anybody that knows their ferrari will be vested in especially if you can get a ferrari guy that really is interested in info and you have info that they don't have Oh, they're listening. That's it. They're they're vested. They want to know more. And that's the thing is, is it's you, you got to have that vested interest in the conversation itself and in the history of it. Um, for instance, here's another thing. So I don't have I'm not a big Honda guy. I never have been. But I 
I like there's certain Hondas that I just like, and they have a lot to do with kind of that Fast and Furious era. Um, there was something that just kind of pulled me in, um, EX Civics. Um, and what I did was I sat down and I said, okay, B16, B18Cs, you know, all these engine types that I just started getting into it and learning and learning and learning and seeing all the stuff. And then I started getting cars and body kits and different things that kind of made it what I would like to have if I were to own one. Uh, and then I went to Acura Integra. Acura Integra was one of the great track cars that just, I think, got underrated. Um, but I don't expect all those Honda guys to have the, those conversations. You know what I mean? They're going to, they're going to, I'm going to go in and talk to them and they're going to be vested in me based on what I can bring to the table. In other words, if I'm looking at them and saying, Hey, how is your car set up? How is this going? You know, they're going to look at you and say, Oh, okay. So, you know, some of the stuff, let me go over some details with you. They're going to, they're going to, now they're going to invest in that relationship. So there really isn't any difference. It's the idea of saying I can be here or I can be here. And the difference between saying, okay, was that person here for my car or are they here for me? How is that relationship being built? And like I said, to know a relationship, you have to be vested in it. So if you're going over to the Ferrari guy, just to ask a stupid question, don't bother. <laughs> it's just go admire the car, have a nice day and just look at them and say, you have a great car and they're going to be like, Hey, thanks. And that's, that's life. Um, one of the best conversations, this was a while ago, man, this is many, many years ago. So, uh, people were not, I want to say invested in the exotic world as they thought they were. And now the new land of exotics was taking over and people were bringing exotics out to car shows. I remember this, this like, so, innately because we go to a show and maybe four or five cars would show up usually like a lambo diablo you know obviously all the porsches would be parked together um we started getting more and more cars and then kind of the ferrari guys kind of jumped in and they were like okay we're gonna bring something cool out and you know, show it off so this guy brought brings this car uh i can't remember the model number to it i want to say 296 but that's the car that was just out this is an old old model i have to look it up just to remember it but I remember the car was probably, it was in the 500000 to probably 600000 and the value of the car was just going up. Like today, I think the same car would be like millions uh, in comparison. So we're sitting there talking, and I was like, this can't be what I think it is. And he goes, yeah, it is. And I was just like, show me the car. Like, I want to see everything. I want to see seats. I want to learn. This is my one chance to get this, so I hope you don't mind just you know read me the bible and whatever riot act you got in there and if you got anything that you know about this if you've restored it whatever and come to find out it was a restoration project there was a ton of work that was put into it and he was genuinely interested in just laying this car out in front of us and going through everything we got to see the engine we got to see the interior um i did everything but I did, he he asked if i wanted to sit and i was like i'm not no way i'm not sitting in that i don't want to I, I will scar something or leave you know, some kind of mesh in the, the leather and I won't be able to sleep at night. So, you know, it's, it, it looks great and you drove it here and that's all that matters. Uh, and it did, it sounded amazing. Now, during our conversation, we're working with the front of the car and he's kind of telling me about how, um, certain things they didn't have parts for it. Uh, and at the time two kids walked up and the kid looks over and he goes, he walks around the car and he, he you know, he kind of really invested in this thing. You tell he's like really trying to absorb it. Um, so he gets done. He has his moment. He walks over to us. Like I said, we're standing at the front of the car. 
And he looks over and he goes, I don't mean to interrupt. He was a really nice kid. He looks over and he goes, this is the best looking kit car I've ever seen. Now, at this point, I, I, I'm i like flabbergasted. Like I jaw, jaw gape. Like, how is he going to deal with the situation? Like, what is he going to say? Like, is he going to correct him? I'm like, this is going to be. You just, I just feel like he opened up a can of worms, Pandora's box. All the evil is going to come out, and everything we've ever heard about a Ferrari guy is just going to, you know, this is it. This is the moment, right? He ta- he looks over, he takes a deep breath, he smiles, and he goes, yeah, for kit cars, it's amazing. He goes, the frame that we had really started off as a good kit car, um, and where we went from there, we wanted to keep it as original as possible. So, yeah, thank you very much for, for paying attention to it and, uh, you know, thanks for your time. And the kid was just like, that was it. And he walked away. He never corrected him, never changed his perspective. So I'm like, what, 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 why did you go that route? Right. And he goes, no matter what I had said to that person, he was, it wouldn't change their opinion that it was a kit car. And I was like, holy cow, he's right. I was like, you've, this has happened before. So he's looked at somebody and tried to correct them and say, no, 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 this is the real thing. And, you know, these, that they was made with that engine and it was made with this. And this is why it looks very, cause they are very older cars like that are very rudimentary. Like people don't realize there's a rope to open the door on an F40. A F40 is a, is a very small car compared to what you think it is in the pictures. Like it looks a lot bigger. And then you're seeing it in person. And you're like, man, there's not much to this. And like no radio, no floorboard, no, you know, like all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was the thing is, is he had run into this before, uh, and that's, they just filled in the blanks. It was not a famous Ferrari, so it didn't jump out. So he goes, yeah, I've told people before that it's not a kit car. That's the real thing. And they don't, they just, they don't buy it. They think that I'm trying to pull one on them. So I just, you know, you knew what you were looking at. So, you know, we're, you're getting the grand tour, but for that guy, he gets two words of, you know, yeah, it's a kit car and it's, you know, we put a lot of work into it and thanks for the compliment and that's it. And that showed me the difference between what one person is going to see versus what another person will see and how that relationship will build based on that. I wonder if you want to say first impression, that's every conversation. And I knew that guy for probably, I want to say seven, eight years afterwards that you know, we go by and see each other at a show or go back over and he have a new car and the other one he's like, Yeah, put that away. That one's now in the collection and you know, we we're we're just we're just kind of storing it for later. Maybe we sell it down the road. I don't even know if he still has the car or not, but it was every time we saw him, it was always a smile and a wink and a nod and you know, and that was the thing is is every time hey, hey, we get this event next week, you want to bring one of the cars out. Oh yeah, I'd definitely love to come down, you know, just let me know the details and give him the card or whatever and and he would show up to what he could show up and then show up to not what he couldn't show up, you know? Uh, but that's the thing is, is these, these are the things that build your relationships years and years over and keep you into access with stuff like this. And that's the reality is good people, uh, solid car people, solid knowledge of what they're having. And the thing that I've run into the most too, is just being in in, in, uh, I just can't get that word out. Uh, in touch with the car world uh, in and of itself. And the thing that really made me understand that, and the reason I think that they really taught me a lot of the stuff that I know today where I really just know what's going to happen next is because it is like being at the edge of something. It's like seeing an extreme. Because if you see, if you say, hey, I want to understand human nature, you go out and study psychopaths or, or narcissists or 
you know, sociopaths and you look at them and you say, this is the extreme of what human nature can do and how much of a lower percentage is. If you want to understand how the car world acts, you go to the extreme too. And then you start seeing that, okay, how many people actually out there actually own a Ferrari? And you start getting into that lower, you know, six to 10% area. And you, it's easy to see those, how the things change and how they, you know, people are put into certain thinking processes because of the car that they own. So that was a big deal for me. And it was very eye opening. And it was something that I want to say kind of changed the way I thought about cars and the way I thought about my community uh, and really opened me up. And I've realized that a lot of people out there have this preconceived notion. And it's something that's kind of ruining their ability to have a good, positive, open community that allows them to brace everything out there and see it from both the low extreme. So, and if you want to, I'll say it, the Honda guys, you see the Hondas that are, you know, low cost entry level cars that I've seen have a thousand horsepower all the way up to now. We have the McLaren seven twenties that are making 1200 horsepower right out of the gate. And they're still modding them. They're still doing stuff to them to make them faster or lower or better or whatever. Uh, and that's the thing is, is it really is just that passion for cars and how deep your pocketbook goes. But the person that's writing the checks, they don't change. The only thing that changes is our attitude and our preconceived notions about what we think that person's going to act like. So if we can change those preconceived notions, maybe we can change how we move forward and having a better car community so that maybe that we don't have a world that's a toxic thing and that we can share it all together and have a car show where the imports show up, the muscle cars show up, the exotic cars show up, everybody shows up, everybody brings what they want. I'm starting to see Rolls Royces and Bentley show up now. That's huge. They never would show up before. That's just the idea of showing up to something that wasn't specifically for just them was anathema. They just couldn't couldn't consider it. Uh, and now they're they're out there. I went to a show and just old, old, old Rolls Royce. Uh, definitely a chauffeur car. Um, different driving aspects, different veneers, woods, history, stuff that you just would not even imagine that this car had for craftsmanship. It was there, uh, and it was going up against cars that had the same level of craftsmanship from owners. And it was great to see this this meshing but that's that's the thing is is we change our attitudes and we're going to see a lot more stuff out we're going to see a lot more people sharing and things and we're going to see this where it becomes a community of like we were just having a, like a exotic car show we had and the idea of in i think 2004 2005 having an exotic car show and having a food truck at it would just be the most insane thing that I've ever heard in my life. I would just be like, what happened? Did somebody drop the ball? Nobody here is going to come back ever. The, we just did that car show. I think it was last year. It was a food truck, and I have never seen so many exotic guys so happy that this food, the certain food truck showed up. If you'd seen it, you'd just be like, yeah, I get it. But uh, this thing showed up and was sharing food with them, and they were all friendly people, all sharing with each other, and it was just a different kind of world. So... Right now is the best time to change the attitude. Right now is the best time to open your doors. And right now is the best time to change your mindset so that you become a better person. And then you get the opportunity to have the same kind of, you know, this, this is no longer 
uh, entry level. This is not something that you're going to have to fight your way to get to. You can walk right in the door. You can go to a lot of shows today and see some of the coolest cars on the planet all in one spot. And it's just going to get bigger. That's all it is. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So I hope you guys appreciated what we went through today. Um, this is something that has been kind of, you know, near and dear to me for a long time. Uh, it's something that kind of both bugged me, but it's also, I just think it needed to be said. I think need people need to hear it. And I hope somebody takes from it, put in the comments what you're, you're getting out of this, because there is something that I think is a deep, deep lesson in this. And it has not just to do with the Ferrari guys. It has to do with the entire car community and, and what we have as a whole uh, and who we are. So yeah, definitely hit that. Go to that website. Go head over to executiveautomotivesociety.com. Head over to um, our Instagram, Executive Automotive Society. Um, we have that. We have the Instagram. We have, obviously, the YouTube. We have all these different places. We're going to continue to put content out for it. Uh, we're going to do a product feature this week. We're going to suppose hopefully have one Friday. I got to get the product ready, uh, but it's going to be something not only you can see, but you're going to see something from a luxury exotic luxury company that you won't believe that you can afford and it'll, it'll make you tip top. So that'll be coming up Friday. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, silvercitysoapworks.com. Uh, if you're interested in looking for some of the best uh, soap out there, they're a great place to go to get some really cool soap. And that is hot. That that's real soap, real luxury. Um, you may spend a little more, but it's definitely worth it. Thank you guys for checking out the show today. This has been Car Side Chat. And again, this is your host, Primo. Uh, I am signing off for today, but I will be back soon. We're going to keep bringing these shows to you, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, anytime, drop us a line. Let us know what you think, and uh, we will see you next time. But as always, don't forget to drive.